Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. It is a daily podcast, and we start our mornings off by talking to God. Amen. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'd like to dedicate the podcast to my loving daughter, Nicole Deandra. I haven't dedicated it to her in a while, but she knows I've dedicated my life to her, and and that's lovely, and to God, of course. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, you build the house. I labor in vain. Give me wisdom to order this day according to your perfect plan. I will not follow my own agenda. Let your spirit be with me, before me, behind me. When I speak, when I rise, and in all my dealings today, let your spirit guide the way. Teach me how to improve my productivity, to work smarter and more efficiently. I work as unto you, Lord. Let mutually beneficial relationships, let favor, affluence, influence, happiness, support, beauty, purpose, direction, and abundant living be my constant companions today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's tune into God's rhythm. We experience that God is a God of order by the consistency of seasons, tides, and solar orbits. We can order our lives because we know with what accuracy the sun will set and rise again, how the seasons will change, the tides will turn, and the planets will rotate on their axis. There is a cadence and a rhythm to our lives because of the order God has put into place through the universe in which we are suspended and the nature within which we dwell. From ecosystems to solar systems, God has set into motion patterns that we can study and document through what we call science. Psalm 19.1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. Father God, thank you for bringing order into my life. Where there has been chaos and pain, you have brought discipline and healing. Where there had been defeat, you bought victory. Where there had been lack, you have brought abundance. 
You have provided all I need for life and godliness, and you will not stop now. Release angelic escorts to safely lead me where you would have me go. Cause my will to work in perfect harmony with yours, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Cindy Trim. That was from Commanding Your Morning. Okay, listeners, remember that we are on a fast. So let me remind you that this week we are fasting from judging others, fasting from emphasis on indifferences, fasting from apparent darkness, fasting from thoughts of illness, fasting from words that pollute, fasting from discontent, fasting from anger, pessimism, worry, complaining, negatives, and also fasting from unrelenting pressures. We're going to fast from hostility, fast from bitterness, fast from self-concern, personal anxiety, discouragement, anything that depresses, and fast from lethargy. We're going to fast from suspicion, fasting from thoughts that weaken, fasting from shadows of sorrow, fasting from idle gossip, and fasting from problems that overwhelm. Amen. Don't forget, we're on a fast this week. Amen. Stay with us. We'll be right back and we're going to do our proverbs. Time for some proverbs. Proverbs 13. A wise son heeds his father's instruction, but a mocker does not respond to rebukes. From the fruit of their lips, people enjoy good things, but the unfaithful have an appetite for violence. Those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. A sluggard's appetite is never filled, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. The righteous hate what is false, but the wicked make themselves a stench and bring shame on themselves. Righteousness guards the person of integrity, but wickedness overthrows the sinner. One person pretends to be rich, yet has nothing. Another pretends to be poor, yet has great wealth. A person's riches may ransom their life, but the poor cannot respond to threatening rebukes. 
The light of the righteous shines brightly, but the lamp of the wicked is snuffed out. Where there is strife, there is pride, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. Dishonest money dwindles away, but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Whoever scorns instruction will pay for it, but whoever respects a commander's command is rewarded. The teaching of the wise is a fountain of life, turning a person from the snares of death. Good judgment wins favor, but the way of the unfaithful leads to their destruction. All who are prudent act with knowledge, but fools expose their folly. A wicked messenger falls into trouble, but a trustworthy envoy brings healing. Whoever disregards discipline comes to poverty and shame. But whoever heeds correction is honored. A longing fulfilled is sweet to the soul, but fools detest turning from evil. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Trouble pursues the sinner, but the righteous are rewarded with good things. A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. An unplowed field produces food for the poor, but injustice sweeps it away. Whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. We're God's children and he loves us. The righteous eat to their heart's content, but the stomach of the wicked goes hungry. Amen. Gotta love your Proverbs. Okay, God's promises day by day. Psalm 119 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The more we get to know God, the greater our capacity to love him. The more we love him, the greater is our capacity to obey him. Our new affection however, must be made to grow. We are called to love God with our whole hearts. The new heart of flesh must be nurtured. It must be fed by the word of God. Amen. Proverbs 9:10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. It takes God to make the heart right. 
When I have a wrong attitude, I look at life humanly. When I have the right attitude, I look at life divinely. Amen. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to give us our sins and to, to forgive us. Can you believe I said give us? If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. According to Jesus, we all need forgiveness. Knowing we are inadequate before God and other people leads to compassion, but thinking we are good before God and others makes us self-centered and difficult to live with. The better we think we are, the less we can love. The more we see our need, the more we'll turn for help, and the more we'll help others because we're able to see their need. Amen. Psalm 100. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Sheep aren't the only ones who need a healing touch. We also get irritated with each other. We butt heads and then get wounded. Many of our disappointments in life begin as irritations. The large portion of our problems is not lion-sized attacks, but rather the day-to-day -day swarm of frustrations and mishaps and heartaches. Amen. Psalm 910. Those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. The tragedies that are most difficult to take are those that come through the failures, ignorance, carelessness, or hatred of other human beings. There are times when men seem to be working havoc with God's plans. But God is adequate even in these situations. In order to fly, the bird must have two wings. One wing is the realization of our human helplessness. The other is the realization of God's power. Amen. Power to the people. Stay right there. We'll be right back and we'll read from the Bible. And today's teaching is, God acts on behalf of those who wait for him. In this hurry up world, waiting for anything can cause us to lose our temper and our good sense more frequently than we care to admit. No one enjoys waiting in line. We don't like waiting at stoplights. We don't like waiting for dinner. 
We don't even like waiting for good things, like for fish to bite. We want what we want right now. Yet the Word of God insists that we learn some of life's greatest lessons while we wait. Waiting rooms can be hard classrooms, but God promises vast rewards to those who wait for Him. God plans to use the long pauses in our lives for our blessing, if we let Him. Why does God so often ask us to wait? Well, let's consider the five major rewards of waiting. Number one, we discover God's will. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. Lamentations 3.25 God does not allow delays in giving us the desire of our hearts to lead us along. Rather, we know that even as we wait, he is working all things together for our good and his glory. Romans 8.28 Yet, as we eagerly anticipate his provision, we must keep our eyes on him, listening for his voice and direction. In that way, we learn to do His will, and our relationship with Him grows deeper. Yay. Another major reward of waiting is we receive supernatural energy and strength. That's number two. God invites us to claim His promise in Isaiah 40, 29. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Just as God deepens our relationship with him through times of waiting, he also increases our energy. He increases our faith. He increases our endurance. He increases our strength. We grow in the likeness of Christ and all his attributes, including love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yes, all of God's attributes are in the likeness of Christ. And I'll repeat them. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Surely waiting on Him is never wasted time. 
The third major reward of waiting is we win battles. Wait for the Lord and he will save you. That's Proverbs 20, 22. How wonderful to see the Lord rescue us and bless us with his favor. When we do things our way, in our own hurried time, we end up defeated. But when we wait on God and obey his commands, he ensures our victory and keeps us from foolish and precipitous acts. Amen. Another major reward to waiting is number four. We will see the fulfillment of our faith. Isaiah 49:23 says, For they shall not be ashamed who wait for me. In the end, we will never feel embarrassed for waiting on God. It's always the smart thing to do. Although others may encourage us to forge ahead instead of waiting on the Lord, we must remember that he is the only one who can truly help us and that he will never let us down. And when we trust and obey him, Surely, we will see the fulfillment of every hope that we have entrusted to Him. Amen. If you're not following Jesus, you are not getting any of these great benefits. But my listeners, we're following Jesus. That doesn't apply here. The we get there the fifth major reward for waiting on God is that we see God working on our behalf Isaiah spoke to God who acts for the one who waits for him what a wonderful promise we will actively wait he actively works think of this Every single day, we have the greatest mediator working on our behalf. Even when things seem to go wrong, he is making sure that everything works out according to his purpose. Although waiting can be one of the more difficult things in a Christian's life, it is not time wasted. God gives us instructions through periods of actively waiting. I repeat, God gives us instructions through periods of actively waiting. He may change our circumstances while we wait. He keeps us in step with himself and prepares us for his answers. He uses the time to sift our motives and strengthen our faith. And when we choose to wait, God rewards us with blessings both large and unexpected. Think of waiting on God as something like planting a garden. You put a seed under the soil and you water it. 
and then you wait and wait and wait. After the sun and the rain nourish the earth, the seeds begin to grow. And one day, finally, you begin to see the evidence of what you've planted. Now suppose you had grown impatient and dug up your seeds before nothing seemed to be happening. Well, you would have ruined your garden, right? Remember, some fruits take a long time to mature and the one who wants to bring it forth in our lives knows exactly how long we need to wait. Therefore, trust him and be patient because he is producing the most wonderful and precious fruit that you could ever hope for or imagine. He is working all things together for our good and his glory. While we actively wait, he actively works. Amen. Stay right there. Be right back. And we're asking for donations. I want to give a quick shout out to Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor, and other platforms that release this podcast into the universe. I thank them. We got to thank them. We got to water that seed. Please visit anchor.fm forward slash Pamela hyphen M hyphen Staten forward slash support. Your donations are welcome. And we thank you. We do. God's way day by day. First Chronicles 29. In your hand, it is to make great and to give strength to all. The Lord desires to heal you of old emotional wounds and memories and to heal you so completely that you no longer rely on any of the crutches that you have used in the past as a substitute for trusting God. God alone wants to be the permanent, yes, eternal solution for every difficulty or problem we encounter. The Lord makes it very clear in his word that he desires for you to trust in him alone for your total healing. He is the ultimate and final source of your strength. He is the ultimate and final source of your healing. He is the ultimate and final source of your comfort. God wants you to be utterly and completely dependent 
upon him. Not upon any other person or thing. Put all of your dependency on him. And then I believe he brings you the people in your life to help. (laughs) God is so good. Listeners, thank you for coming to pray with me today. We know we got our blessings started for us because of our faithfulness and our diligence and our consistency of starting our day each day with each morning with God. And now for the biggest challenge, we've got to go out in our daily activities and you got to let your light shine. I thought of a good way of doing that is just greet your neighbor. Anyone that crosses your path, say hello. Cause them to smile at least. That is amazing because the minute they look in your eyes, they will know that you are a child of God. And you know how it is when you know whose parents belong to that child. We always, we always know who that child's parents are. So in our case, our Heavenly Father is God and that is who we belong to. Have a blessed day. See you tomorrow. Come back. Bye for now.